My name is Gloria Adigo Lawrence, also known as Jade or known as Jane for my podcast. Um, and that is G-A-D-E, not J-A-D-E. I am a social worker. I am a, as I, as I said before, podcaster, and I am an entrepreneur. Hello, and welcome to Obehi Podcast. I'm your host, Obehi Ewanfo, and I strongly believe that everyone has a story to share. Now let's get started with this episode. All right, Gloria, we're going to start it like this. As you can see on that here, it is written, everyone has a story. Yes. With me, we are really um, concentrating on the individual behind what it do. So we are import- you are more important to us than what you do. So we're going to spend few, a few more minutes on you. Uh, so uh, you're originally from Nigeria, correct? Yes. Okay, tell us that your Nigeria journey, that is important for us. <laughs> oh, so I I don't have a lot to give. I left Nigeria when I was a child. So I know I was born in Iloran, Nigeria. My, both my parents, they are or were bishops or pastors and left there and we headed to Jamaica. And that's that that's where my journey is um, in terms of Nigeria. So I know my family, both my family members um, on my both parents' side are from Nigeria. That's where they are from. So that's that's where I was born. But in terms of growing up, I was actually growing up in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. That is fantastic. That is very interesting. Yes. You see, when you uh, um, have a child now, I don't know if you're married yet, then you'll be telling your children about your origin. You won't find any difficulty at all telling them where you are coming from. Just taking maybe a pen and pointing in a map and say, this is where I am from. You see, that is very important, no? Because, uh, you know, in this podcast, we concentrate a lot about the African diaspora, which is millions of people that are scattered all over. Oh. And some of them don't actually know exactly where they are coming from in Africa, even though they know that they are coming from Africa. Mm-hmm. So uh, for the fact that you know your route, it is something that, of course, we are all proud of, no? Yes. You said you were uh, quite young when you left Nigeria, correct? Yes. And you grew up in Jamaica. Yes. Mm-hmm. So tell me about the young Gloria now when you were growing up. So what was your passion? What, what were you really uh, doing in those early years, in like uh, 5, uh, 6, 10, 15, those I'm, early years? I mean, yeah. apart from growing up with parents who are bishops and pastors, it's all you do really is to be involved in church. So you, you go to school, you're involved in whatever church activities there is, and um, you're now expected, there's some expectations, I'm going to say, to be a part of the church activities, whether it is to sing on the choir, whether it is to dance, whether, however it is to minister, we're expected to do so. So growing up, that was the expectation. And yes, I was living in Jamaica, but I was growing up still almost in a Nigerian culture right so there were differences in how we operated um as kids different from how we saw people that are born in jamaica raised in jamaica still operated there are certain things we knew how to do um let me say respect i'm not saying that jamaicans don't have respect but the level of respect that we have or the level um of how we take things spiritually or so it was totally different from I'm seeing how other persons operated that way. So, I mean, my name was Didioloa going to Jamaica and it was changed to Gloria. Why? Because people had 
problems calling it. And um, so, you know, as, as a child, you're going to school and everybody calling you a name that is not your name. <laughs> Whether I don't want to call you Dodo or Didi or something, it was really awful growing up and having people call your name a different way. And sometimes it wasn't funny. You know, you don't find it being funny because they are not used to names like that. So we ended up changing the first name and the last name. So the name was Didoloa Awojobi. So we changed the last name to Adigold <laughs> because Awojobi means Obia family. And we changed our first name. So, I mean, it was quite difficult in the transition of, okay, being at home and you're living in a Nigerian household. Well, I mean, that's what I'm grown up and used to. And then going outside of that and seeing something different. But yeah. Those are some of the challenges. That's very interesting. Uh, yeah, it's challenging, but also very, very interesting to know and that you have to change your name because the people were able to pronounce it. Of course, sort of try to, to not to be different, not to fit in sort of as it were, right? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, so only you change your name or the entire family mm, name was changed? No, well, apart from the last name, everybody had to change your last name um, because my father believed it's best so also for the entire family in Nigeria we're the only ones with Adi Gold um but for the first name my big sister and I changed her name I have two other siblings and they are born in Jamaica um but they tend to almost kind of have Nigerian names still <laughs> I mean we haven't we haven't gotten rid of our African name at all um because we still have kept our middle names as such, um, people still pronounce at a gold differently, <laughs> but it's something I mean that we're getting used to. There's nothing really you can do, and I mean I'm not about to change at a gold again because people have problems calling it. But I could understand the Didi Olua, people couldn't, people could not call it. <laughs> so things like that had to be changed, you know, to kind of make the make it make the transition a bit easier. Because at, at that time we we're kids. And having to deal with that at school wasn't wasn't pretty. It wasn't a pretty thing. Mm -hmm. Did you like ask your parents like um, why uh, they took the decision uh, to change the name? Whether they consider other option or uh, that was the what um, they they take that almost like a drastic decision to change the name? Did you did you have that kind of conversation with your parents? Well, I told them I wanted it to be changed. It was affecting us. And if it's affecting us, I don't really see why it should be kept. I mean, if it is that your kids are being bullied, well, not bullied per se, but if it is that they're having problems every day, they're coming home and crying because of a name, a name can be easily changed. And I mean, the name that I have, it's, the meaning is similar to what it was before. So it's not really a drastic change. And I still use that name. It's just that I don't use it as my first name. So, I mean, I had a choice which name I wanted to choose when it is that we're choosing names. And I mean, at that time, I chose the name that was easier for me to spell. <laughs> <laughs> I see, I see, I see. We're trying to look for the way that is a little bit easier for us, though, because the world is already complex. There are a lot of things out there. So, yeah, I get it. I get you. I get you perfectly well. Uh, so now, uh, Gloria, when you are in the midst of your friends and, okay, for your friends, I mean, maybe uh, so, some of your friends, because you are living in the diaspora, who maybe might be coming from China or Europe or in Jamaica, and they tell you to say something about Nigeria, what do you, often, I mean, what do you remember of Nigeria? 
you were very small when you left there. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to see what kind of information managed to fit into your head that you have as a, as a picture, as a memory of Nigeria. Um, I don't think anyone has asked me about my, you know, tell us about Nigeria more than, I don't know. But I don't know. They have never been asked that question before. I know in terms of tell us something about your family, I can tell them that. And is, as it relates to Nigeria, I've always said, I think Nigeria has better food than Jamaica. I've always said that. Um, in terms of, because we eat. My, my like food a lot, no? <laughs> my, my mom still cooks Nigerian food. That's We eat that a lot at the home. Um, so I always say, well, Nigerian food is better <laughs> than Jamaican food. And um, what else? I mean, I think the persons there, one thing I know about Nigeria is that Education is very important to them there. Um, education and statuses and where you're at and make sure you always reach for your goals. They're not just stagnant. And I know that's important. Some things about Nigeria that, are, that we'll discuss in terms of having a problem with this, that women sometimes don't really have a voice there. That's some of the things that would have been, been speaking about because of how I have seen Nigerians behave the men in, in, in particular act or behave. It's almost as if the, the woman, as I said before, doesn't really have a say. It's the man that's in charge of everything. So that's, that's one of the things I would, would speak about. But in terms of anything else, I really have not been asked that question to have a conversation <laughs> to say to them, hey, um, this whole Nigeria was, no, no. Mm -hmm. All right, thank you for that. Well, maybe we might have to understand it better how the culture actually is configured, how it plays out. Uh, yeah, there are some cultures in, in Africa, not only in Nigeria, where they may seem to be uh, dominant in yes. most of the most of the cases. Mm -hmm. But I don't really think this one is even only African in many parts of the world. If you look at uh, maybe um, within the area of economy, in politics, even in religion, because I know you grew up from a religious yes. a home that is highly religious, you mm -hmm. know? Uh, so I think uh, uh, even looking at it from that perspective, they may have always played uh, the vital kind of role, dominating role in anything, okay. in anything. Uh, but I okay, mean, okay. I mean, just in terms of certain things in the home, mm -hmm. or I mean, I, can't, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how to explain it, but there are just some factors that the women really have no say in that that's 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 where i was getting at because generally even not even looking at a place as you said before everywhere you go men is in men are in charge everywhere <laughs> um i've lived in different places and men are always in charge <laughs> so but i think it's just the extreme that i'm talking about for certain things mm -hmm. that's really it and it's nothing to say men shouldn't be in charge because i solely believe a man really should be in charge of his household so it's mm -hmm. yeah all right, I'm not going to debate that with you. Yes. <laughs> it's okay. I leave it the way you, you see. Okay. All right. Now, um, Gloria, when you were growing up, I'm trying to understand now. Now you're beginning to get to like 15, 16. Now you're beginning to have your food, no? Mm -hmm. You know, when we are uh, small, we are really very young. We just take order from our parents. They tell us that this one is red. It is red. We don't even have any opinion towards it, no? 
but at a point we begin to contest almost everything. So when you begin, when you started to sort of find your personal identity, let's say contested, becoming a little bit rebellion, what did you define as your old path, and what sort of guide you into the direction that of what you want to become in life? So mine started from a long time. I was always contesting everything. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> later. On. Okay, so I've read your I've read your mind so hard. Huh? <laughs> So it wasn't later on. It was. It started a long time ago. My father's always said, um, "Your your voice is is important, and if you have anything to say, you know, you say it." I don't think he he went to the extreme to explain how to. So it it, it um it went in different directions at certain times <laughs> as how to say things because from a child I was very blunt. Anything I had to say, I said it. Um. And it got me in a lot of trouble. So even knowing that I have, I have realized from, I was a younger age that I'm a people's person. So I like having conversations with people. I like, I like um, discussing and I like helping. So it charted a way for me now to want to be a social worker, not necessarily a social worker, but I wanted to be in a situation where I can help people, especially having conversations with them and talking to them about what is happening with them and how to go about that. So that's when I actually my mom said I should do social work, which I did. Um, And it has opened up you know, new horizons or new, new ways in order to even cater to persons and talk to them. My, the need to do that for me was great, but then there were aspects of it that I, it doesn't really resonate with me. And that is when I think I went into media in terms of working on the radio or doing, you know, entertainment, reaching people that way. I wanted to do that. And which has now led me to have my own podcast. So I just, I just like having conversations, learning and not just learning in a classroom setting, which is black and white chalkboard, but learning where we can converse, conversate about different topics. It doesn't have to be just, um, dealing with you know heavy topics and when I say heavy topics I'm talking about like divorce like suicide I'm not talking about those I'm just talking about things that people should know um being an entrepreneur monetizing yourself helping yourself and you know elevating yourself to be the best person that you can be just loving self so from when I was a child that was that was where I was and I think I saw my father doing a lot of that um because both parents are counselors or where my father has died, but both parents were counselors um, along with being pastors. And I saw how my father loved entertainment. My father was always on the radio. He was always on the TV. He was always writing books. So those things had led me also. So hmm, I love, I love seeing that. I love how he does that. And this is something I want to do. Yeah. So the thing is the family, you know? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So just for the curiosity, what is your father write about awful? Is it a kind of maybe uh, history uh, or is it the same line that you are just saying now? Well, um, my father was a deliverance minister. So most of his books were written about deliverance because that's what he came. He left from Nigeria to go to Jamaica to do a lot of deliverance sessions. So that's really what he wrote about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you. Thank you for that. That's interesting. Sure. So, yeah, I, I think at the point we are all in a journey. And look at you now. You were born in Nigeria. You grew up in Jamaica, but right now you are in the United States. Yes. So, 
Nigeria somehow, no? <laughs> Just like me, I, I grew up in Nigeria, but now I'm in Italy. Who knows? Maybe tomorrow I have to be in Nigeria. <laughs> 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 okay, now your destination US. Do you want to tell us anything about that? Why you didn't want to remain in the Jamaica? Why you decided to move to the United States? Well, all right. So I was in Jamaica. I was married. Um, after a couple of years, I got a divorce. And uh, I, after, you know, some time, <laughs> I decided to date again. I actually was dating someone who lived overseas. So that's why I'm here. I got married to someone who lives overseas. <laughs> that's really all to it. It was never a decision to say, oh, you know, I'm going to leave. I don't want to be in Jamaica anymore. So I'm going to leave and go to the US. That wasn't, that was never the case. The just case is that I met someone and he lived overseas. <laughs> and, and now the, 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 the focus, what is moving is love. So where love, where love tells you to go, you go, you, have to you go. pack up All right. and you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's interesting. Okay, before we get to your podcast, which I really find to be very interesting because we're going to spend some time there just now. Uh, what would you like to tell us about Jamaica? It's a beautiful place. I'm not even going to lie to say there is nothing bad there. There are. But, I mean, it's a beautiful place. You have persons who, when when persons have your back there, they actually really do have your back. Um, and I'm going to talk about the food again because the food on there is really good. But... Um, and I think their educational system is great. They have a great educational system. And uh, I mean, I think the people, most of the people are nice there. I mean, it's, it's Jamaica is a really nice place to go and live. It's really nice. That's lovely. All right. Now, you are in the United States. Uh, are you have this podcast, Unfitted Cast? That is the name. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Unfitted. That is very important. Unfiltered by Jade. Yes. <laughs> All right. So tell me, how did you get started with this podcast? All right. So as I said before, I was working, um, I was doing some radio programs before, and then I left and migrated here. I did not want to just stop doing anything radio like because it's something that I really liked. It took a while for me, though, to decide if I want to continue or what, what do I want to do at this point? And um, when the pandemic had hit, that was last year, I said to myself, well, I mean, most of us are working from home now. So there is some time to get something done that I still like doing. So I decided, hey, let me start the podcast. And that's how it started. So The Unfiltered by Jade, um, I call it The Unfiltered because we talk about any and everything. Um, but we do it in constructive ways. So it's not just you know, it's not just a podcast where you're just, it's, it's, it has no basis, basically. So I do a podcast that we can learn about everything, but we talk in an unfiltered way. So we talk about everything and we're transparent about everything without hiding things. Because I realize people know about certain subjects, but they don't know it to the extent because sometimes people don't want to talk about the dirty part or people don't want to talk about the hard parts. We're talking about all parts, hard, easy um how to maneuver it how to go about it that's what the podcast is about that's what it's geared to yeah all right that's good uh you see in the beginning you were telling me something about the fact that you sort of like to say your own without covering it so i don't know either i mean without thinking what you want to say you know you just say the way you say you know mm -hmm. <laughs> i found i found that to be really interesting 
So I don't know if that is why you call, you titled the podcast <laughs> on Peter. <laughs> I can't help myself. I, 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 I speak I speak exactly how I think. <laughs> I mean, you know, you have to tone it down sometimes, but yeah, I'm very unfiltered. So that's that's where it came from too. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, okay, you you don't just say anything. You don't just talk about anything. No, you also have some rules, some guide. No. Yes. So I'm trying to understand what are your main topic now because even you said it before that there are some topics that you don't treat there. No. Uh, so I try to see if there are some guide. This is between what and what we are talking about, but this we don't really talk about. So okay, maybe so, I can try to understand. So I don't why. really touch on entertainment. I don't really touch on politics. Um, I don't really touch on religion. Those are some of the things that people will want to debate about from morning to night, and it can become toxic. So I stay away from entertainment. Those are some of the things I stay away from. Um, and I talk mostly based on real life what's happening in real life i mean all these things take place every day whether the politics whether the entertainment whether the religious aspects every you know everything takes place every day but it's if i'm gonna speak about it no i'm not gonna speak about it i don't want my podcast to be controversial i don't want i don't want to have that i just want to have a clean space where people can be free to open, to share, to talk about certain things. So we speak about family, we speak about health, we speak about disabilities, we speak about how to eat healthy, how to take care of yourself. We speak, we speak about how to start a podcast, how to heal men. Do men have a voice? Um, what do women bring to the table? What are women's roles? Um, we speak about <laughs> how to grow <laughs> children. We speak about suicide. We speak about depression. We speak about OCD. We speak about a lot of these things. We speak about even looking back, analyzing ourselves and looking back. What is it that we would have changed um, from the past, if anything, to know? So those are some of the things that we, we talk about. Mm. Uh, now, in your podcast, do you have uh, such a, a demography or you talk to uh, any person? Any person is, a, is can be your guest. I'm trying to understand that. Anybody can be the guest. <laughs> Anybody <laughs> from anywhere. I just need to get a sense of who the person is. Because if I'm, if I'm going to be talking to someone, I need to know who it is I'm speaking to. Like if they have a podcast, I listen to them. If they do something, as I listen to them. I have to sort of have a vibe with them to understand their personality before. Because sometimes you can have people on a podcast and it, it doesn't flow well. And I like to have a nice flow because as I said at the beginning, it's like we're sitting down and just having coffee and talking. That's basically who I want it to be. Like a conversation. I don't want it to be an interview. You know? So I try to uh, you know anybody i'm trying to get i try to ensure that we kind of have that flow before but anyone whether it's kids i had a child on it the other day and she was brilliant and uh, she was speaking about saving lives and helping in terms of bottles instead of throwing plastic bottles everywhere what what should we do with them i mean i mean you know anything anything really all right. Now, when you meet people that, that that you invite to the podcast, what do you want to get out of them? Like, why why do you want to talk to them? It's it's on different reasons. So I normally I normally check them out, check them out first, see what they're about, and see if what they do aligns with what I want. So if it is that I want to speak to you, 
<laughs> about I want you to come on my podcast. Um, and I will say, okay, what I'll do is I'll check out your page. Um, I'll see whatever you do. I'll check out some of your podcasts and then say, okay, maybe we can talk about this. Cause there are some topics that I say, hmm, I think this person is, this person has some qualifications that will be able to bring this to the table and talk about these certain topics. That's really how I go about it. So it's, I don't necessarily let you speak on topics that you probably talk about on all your podcasts. I just say, hmm, there's a topic I have in mind and I think you're the best person for it or you're best suited for it. And that's when I, side of communication mm -hmm. thank you so much for that uh, gloria that is really very important uh, now you see uh okay what you do and also what we are talking about here is very very important because we are looking at uh, a possibility where all of us can begin to contribute to the conversation especially the conversation that concerns us no instead of maybe expecting that somebody will okay let, leave them they will talk about it they will talk about it no no they're not going to talk about it even if they talk about it I'm not going to talk about it from your own point of view, from your more understanding. So I think that a lot of people should really take up the microphone and continue to air their views. Say it the way you see it. Don't no? want to borrow your words again. Don't put, don't tint it. Don't cover it. Mm -hmm. Don't say it the way you see it. Mm -hmm. And I believe by doing this, we will be able to learn a lot, uh, especially uh, our demography, for example, we concentrate on the on the African diaspora and, and Africans, uh, both at home and in, in abroad. So in our community, we need a lot of voices, you know. We don't expect other people to tell our story for us. No. So <laughs> I feel that it, that is very important. So now, um, I want you to tell me how you see the importance of us championing our conversation. Because you now having a podcast... The other one that is having a blog, the other person that is uh, on the radio, we are basically doing the same thing. We are trying to shape a narration. Mm -hmm. But why? Why do you think we should do that? Because people need to know. There are information out there that people need to be aware of. We live in a, in a society where people don't want to learn. People don't want to read books. So if we're having different media ways or ways that we can get people to talk about and share some views or things that are happening in the world today by listening or watching because people are visual also um i think we'll get to spread the message more because as i said before people are not reading and i mean the material is there but if you're not reading you can't understand it you can't grasp it there are some things that i probably wouldn't have known that's happening in nigeria no if i didn't speak to my cousin or you know if I didn't have an uncle or aunt living there. And I just think that, yes, we're living in a world or in a society where we think that sometimes there are things that don't affect us, and it really does. So um, in this world, everything affects everyone. Everything affects everyone. Um, so having different mediums to spread messages is important and it's vital. So people can understand or hear from different perspectives what is happening because what's happening in the US is not necessarily what's happening in Africa. What's happening in Jamaica is not necessarily happening in a foreign country, understand? So different people from different places, like even I sat down and I watched a couple of your YouTube videos. Some of the things or some of the persons that you have interviewed, I've never heard about them before until I did, until I watched your stuff. So those are some opening ways to get people introduced to other persons around, you know? And that that's important. It's important. Thank you for that. Thank you for reinforcing that line. It is important. Very, very important. All right. Now, who, 
appreciate it if more people come out. <laughs> I think I want to repeat that again. If more people were to come out and start speaking on, because okay, you see, uh, take Nigeria for example, no, a country that have a lot of opportunity but also have a lot of challenges. Um, now we we want to be able to air our view, you know, we want to be able to say it the way we see it. That is how it happened in so many advanced society, you know, where you are not afraid to criticize a politician. Uh, of course, you need to earn this right. You earn this right by many people coming out to talk. Then it becomes normal that, okay, we do talk about it. No? It's not a kind of thing that you reserve only for certain people. I think that is what the democratization of information really should be about. Yeah, but if we look yeah. at it, if we look at it, the truth is freedom of speech is not free. It's not free. So if it is that we're speaking about, we're just hearing our own views, it may also be misinform misinformation that we're spreading also, right? Um, because our views may not necessarily be the views that's true. You get me? We don't want to also be spreading. So, so I mean, when people, when we say we want to be transparent and talk about any and everything, and that's why for me, I don't touch on certain topics, right? And for me, if it is, I'm, I'm having someone to come and speak about OCD, I'm bringing somebody either who has OCD or who has experience with dealing with it or who has patience with it. I'm not just going to call any and anybody to talk about it. For me, my experiences or my thoughts, I have also been corrected on my podcast about some of my understanding of what this is. So freedom of speech, we can, we can all talk, but when it is not that we're going to put it on certain platforms, I think we have to also be careful of what we put out because we're also putting it out for not just ourselves to see, but other persons to see. And that's what I've learned about not, not being too open. Be open about what you're saying and what you're talking, but sometimes being too open, which is the problem, is, is, is like you're shutting yourself and say, I can't talk or you can't say what you have to say. But because these, these conversations that we're going to have have also consequences. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I think I think that I think that's the major part, and that's the problem because we're not just talking for ourselves, we're putting it out on social media. So once we put it out there, other people are getting it, other people are listening to it. And therefore, if it is that we are not telling the truth or we're not being um fully open and, tr and transparent about everything that we're talking about, or sometimes we have miscommunication or misunderstandings misunderstandings about certain things, and we speak about it based on what. We know our knowledge of it. We're giving other people the wrong information, which can also cause problems in their lives because this is what they heard, you know? So you don't want to also be the persons giving up false information or having people that give false information. But if it is like we're having topics and we're talking, okay, these topics that we're speaking about is based on our opinion. <laughs> I mean, once that is also said, that can make a difference. But if it is that we're not going to do that and say, okay, this is based on just our opinion, no one else's but ours we make that disclaimer <laughs> um <laughs> because if we don't then freedom of speech is really not freedom of speech because we can get in problems we can get <laughs> there's a lot of things that can happen once we do that so it's kind of on walking on eggshells while you still want to be open and talk about certain things that's just just that's just my opinion of it that's very interesting i i like that actually i was looking at the the possibility that um because at the end of the day, all of us actually are good in certain area. No, all of us cannot be a doctor. All of us right. cannot be teachers. All of us cannot be scientists. But in one way or the other, we are expert in at least one thing. If 
we can begin to air our view on that thing that we know. Mm-hmm. I think more knowledge will be available for everybody. I agree. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, up until now, information, of course, information is still paramount. It's still the most powerful tools that we have around because that is what, of course, those who control the other people used to control them. Yes. Based on what you know, yes. that is upon that you are going to act. Yes. So this information has always been passing through a particular tube. It need to come from the other way. It's not real. But today, uh, we don't really live in that kind of world anymore, even though we are really struggling to come out of that type of mentality. Yeah. Now, anybody that knows something can say something. I'll give you an instance. I think it should be on the 20th of October last year when the Nigerian youth were protesting in what was um, popularly known as the NSAS protest. Yes. So uh, when they were in Lagos, the Nigerian government sent the, the soldiers to, to quit the protest. And they ended up shooting a lot of people to death. Mm. But they denied that they never did it. They denied nothing happened. But how did we know that something really happened? Because the ordinary people that were there showed the picture of what they saw. Mm-hmm. They, they, they video it and they see it. And they, and they show it to the world. But come to look at it, these people are not journalists. They are just ordinary people. Mm-hmm. Just saying what they have seen. And this helped the people, the Nigerian people, to understand what has happened. Because if we have expanded the Nigeria uh, news, Nigeria news network, maybe um, ATA or uh, maybe Channel News to report it, we will never get the what, what really happened. Mm-hmm. So I think all of us do have a stake in this information flow. Yes, in that we are able to bring in enlightenment in whichever area that you are. You don't need to be speaking from my area. You need to speak from your area. But if we add yours and mine and the other one to it, then there will be a lot of knowledge around. Okay. Mm-hmm. So having said that, and because you are in this sector, uh, and you also said before that you help people to start podcasts, and I thought we want more people to start podcasts so that we can have more voices. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you see as the challenges on starting a podcast? <sighs> Persons are not consistent. Um the kind of quality work that you're expecting them to put out, people don't want to. Because now we're living in a micro society, people want things to be handed to them. So the kind of work that, I mean, you'll put in to make sure you have such a good podcast out, people don't want to do that. People just want somebody else to do it for them and just hear and say, hey, go and talk and get people. That's really it. Also, we are more, I realize that we are more, um, fixated on the numbers so if it is that we don't have a thousand people listening to us it's a problem for us not realizing that sometimes these things take time to grow um not 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 immediately as you start it you're gonna be now boom and you're gonna be blooming all over the place it takes a while especially for podcasts that doesn't deal with certain topics because if you're there are certain podcasts that deal with certain topics that will probably get more view because of what they're talking about so for people who like have educational podcasts those won't get a lot of views because nobody really wants to not you know a lot of people that actually want to sit down and learn something to be honest they want to be more entertained than educated and that that is just the truth about it so those are some things i'm seeing um in terms of like ideas that people will have, not a lot of people use 
their imaginations or use some of the tools that they have to create such a good or a good podcast, right? They depend on other people also, again, to provide that information again. So if it is that you're not thinking on your feet, you're not coming up with your own topics, you're not coming up with your own ideas, you're not trying to say, okay, let's ask this question. What, what is it that we need to speak about that society needs to hear? We don't know the hard questions to ask because we're still depending on other people to do it for us. I think that's where our problem is in podcasting. People don't want to put in the work and because they don't want to put in the work, they are not consistent. That's, that's the biggest problems I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you so much for that. I know that you are speaking of your experience. Of course, I'm going to ask you something related to experience also later on before the end of the podcast because experience actually is the best teacher yes. at the end of the day <laughs> and i want to believe that those that are listening to us they are they are hearing from the uh, from the horse's mouth they say you know <laughs> all right now Gloria, tell me now somebody want to start a podcast what should this person really do in terms of the preparation uh how should he get started you know um like what are the things that need to be done to get started Okay, first of all, you need to know what your podcast is going to be called. <laughs> you need to know the niche, if you're going to have a niche to your podcast or not. Um, that is something also that people don't know that podcasts have niche. So if it is that you want to just talk about sewing, you have a podcast niche for that. If you want to just talk about books, there's a podcast for that. <laughs> if you want to just talk about the waters or the rivers or countries, there are podcasts for that. So you have to find out the niche that you want to. If it is that myself and you're just going to talk about everything, that means you, there's no niche for that. So you have to figure out what you're doing. Um, then what can be helpful is for you to put yourself in some podcast groups to figure out how to go about it. You can learn different strategies from there, how to figure out how you're going to do it. People don't understand that for podcasting, a lot of them comes with figuring out which tool you're going to use to get the podcast on, whether it's your phone, you have to have a good phone, Um, which medium you're going to put your podcast on. (laughs) There are different mediums, so you need to do a little little research before you even start your podcast to find out, how am I going to do the the videoing? If I'm going to do videoing or just I'm going to just the voice? Um, How am I going to edit this? Because it's going to have to be consistent. What days of the week am I going to do it? Am I going to do it once or twice? Because... After you do the first one, if it is that for some people, they just do a podcast and put it up. Some people, they do the podcast, they edit it, they put whatever they need to put up together and then do it. You're now going to have to learn to be a marketer. Unless you have persons to do it for you, you have to learn how to now be a marketer and put your podcast in different areas. You're going to have to learn different streams, how and where to put your podcast. You have different areas. You have the YouTube that we're on. You have the Apple. You have the purchase so you have a lot of things research them get to know how to spread your podcast over the world so it's not just designated to only one place because you, you don't want your podcast to just be people that's in your house listen to it or those people <laughs> you know just listen to it in a, in a small place so you need to know that in terms of how to invite guests one thing that i've learned and i've heard other people say is it's not always easy to get guests for the show so prepare yourself sometime for disappointment <laughs> <laughs> a lot of it <laughs> because there's so many times that you're gonna ask you to come on it and they will probably won't respond they'll probably say yes and then don't show up um 
<laughs> so prepare yourself for the disappointment and always have another plan. Always have a backup plan when you're doing the podcast. Ensure that the days that you're putting it out, you put it out on those specific days. And you put out quality work, quality over quantity. So you're putting, you're kind of just putting up 10 podcasts and they are not good. Nobody wants to watch a podcast that's not good. There's a lot of noise in the background. Nobody wants to watch a podcast where people don't even know what they're talking about. It's not flowing. I mean, if, if other persons are like me, after a couple of seconds of it not flowing, I'm tuned out. So you don't want that. You want things that can grab people because the more they can grab people, the better or the more people want to listen to it. So those are those are some of the critical and crucial things for starting the podcast. So make sure that when you put out the quality work, you're consistent with doing it. People want to see consistency. People don't want to see you do something for three months and then afterwards you can't be bothered because you never knew the kind of work that podcast has come with it. You never knew. So, I mean, that's it. And also we have to remember to always see if we can try and get to know people out of our scope, out of our fair. So we have to see how best let's market our own self. Let's go out there. Let's jump into the pool and see how can I get to know these people, you know, be diverse in how you interact with persons and the people that you have on your show. Also don't just stick to once. I mean, if it is, you have no niche. You know, you can go there. There's a whole new world of networking. Yeah. That's good. And I, I like the way you put it in the start. Really, there is a lot of energy. There's a lot of fun in it, no? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, um, I want to ask you something. What is really energizing you in this podcasting of a thing? Because I can see a lot of energy in you, which is evident. So tell me the secret. It's just my personality. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, I I love podcasting. I absolutely love to podcast. I, as I said before, when I started, I love talking to people. I absolutely love podcasting and talking to people. If it's not something that you love doing, do not do it <laughs> because it can drain you. And I love doing it, but I'm not going to lie. Sometimes it is draining. It's draining sometimes, but it's it's. I look forward to do it. I look forward to doing what I do. And that's why you can see my personality. Say, if I'm having someone on my podcast, it has to almost kind of match my personality. Else, I'm not going to enjoy the podcast. And if I'm not enjoying a podcast I'm doing, I'm not going to want to put it up. Yeah. Because, because people are going to know. People are going to know. I can't hide it. <laughs> As you can see, I, I seem to wear my emotions on my sleeve. So I can't hide. And people people will pick it up if it is something that she, you know, she, wasn't, she wasn't interested in. Or it's not really something that she liked. People will pick it up. So anybody that I'm using, I like, to, I like them to kind of match how I am. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. All right. Now, a lot of energy need to be put into this thing called of course, it's a new way of blogging, you know? I, I'm not saying that blogging is over, but okay, this is just another way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so a lot of energy is uh, is in there. Okay, I'm a podcaster, so I understand what we are talking about here. Mm -hmm. you know? All right, now, why would someone want to do all this one? I mean, what is the return on investment uh... on your understanding? <laughs> well, it's not monetary <laughs> because... <laughs> Oh, oh Lord. So we have the notion. <laughs> Lord, Lord have mercy. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. So we have people coming. Pod- I have a lot of people coming into the podcast world to think that as they start the podcast, they're going to make money. And that's not it. So my investment is to educate people. I educate people on different topics. I allow people to sit down and relax while hearing conversations or learning. I like when people learn about things. I like to learn about different things. So that's my investment to this, opening up a new world for persons to gain some insights, to understand certain details. I mean, it has also broadened my horizons and even how I understand because there are some topics that I've spoken about that I had no clue about how they actually work or I had a different perspective without understanding um, the fundamentals of it and I've been brought to light or wow this makes sense or wow this is what I've been doing wrong you know so I like that I like that enlightenment aha moment that I get when I'm doing the podcast and that's that's how you know that's really my investment in there because I I enjoy when people can say oh my god I listen to this podcast and I really love it I love how this person spoke and I actually know gained some knowledge from it. It's really good to hear that. So even if it's just in the podcast just for that, then I'm good. That's my investment. That is the payoff really at the end of the day, because the white people in our, in our world has said that if you do what you like, it's like you never work for the rest of your life. Yes, never. And that is absolutely important because if it is not your thing, don't waste your time doing it. Don't. Not that you, you must become an expert before you start it. That is not the point. No. That's not what I'm saying. No. That you must like it. You must enjoy it. Yes. You can see Gloria talking. You understand that. <laughs> she, <laughs> she loves it, no? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. You have to you have to love it. If you don't love it, people will know. And you don't want to, you don't want to be putting out something that people can say, boy, she doesn't even like what she's doing. So if she don't like it, why is it that we're listening? You know, we don't want that. Oh. Mm-hmm. Is it possible that it can also become a medium? That podcasting can also become a medium to maybe uh, sell your offer. Say maybe, for example, you have a business and you are podcasting so that you can uh, build up audience. Because we are now in the pool of information. You are sharing information with people, okay. and if the information you are sharing are good, because people are going to follow you, and if you want, if you have something to offer to them. Because they are going to take from you because now you have built authority. So I'm trying to see if podcasting can also be used for businesses. I mean, most definitely. With my podcast, I have two sponsors. I have, um, yeah, I have two sponsors on my podcast. And I mean, it helps for, <laughs> so people now know, even for my book, I have a book out. So I put it out on my podcast also. <laughs> so while people are watching the podcast, they're seeing the two businesses there and they're seeing my book. So it gains, um, those persons now have more business and <laughs> because they're sponsoring me, it's on their page also. So now people come over to my business. So I mean, networking, as I said before, it's a matter of networking for my book. My book is on my podcast. So people listen to my podcast, they see my book, they buy my book. It just works all in, just works. Yeah. All right. Okay. Now we understand that in podcasting, there are advantages, there are joy personally that you get at the end of the day because you like doing it. So it means that not everybody can do it. That is also true. Have it happened to you that maybe you try to encourage somebody, hey, come on, you can do this too. Start a podcast, for example, and they never want to listen to you? I'm, I've never, I've never had that because I tend to, how should I say this? I tend to not generally want to 
push people to do something that they don't want to do. So they may be so good at doing it, um, but maybe that's not their niche. Just like how people said, I am I am so good at taking care of elderly people. It's not my niche because all I'm going to be doing is crying. So not because you're absolutely good at something means that you're, that's what you're supposed to do too. Because you can be so good at it, but you don't have the willpower or you don't feel called to do it. So you're, you're not going to want to. And that is, I mean, it can take away, it can take away the quality of work that you're putting out if it is that it's something you don't want to do. So yeah, I mean, I've seen a number of people that I think that they'll be excellent to do podcasting, but they don't want to do it. And I'm like, okay, if you don't want to do it, that's fine. Are you going to come on my podcast though to share about what you can do? You know, um, so I find other ways to kind of help them instead of pushing them. No, go ahead and do it. No, go ahead. I mean, some people need a push to go and do something. But, but sometimes, <laughs> but sometimes after the one and the two pushes, sometimes if you see that they really don't want to do it, it's best not to, because at the end of the day, I don't, I don't want to be blamed for someone being in a space that is making them uncomfortable because they did not want to do it. Yeah. That's, that's just my thing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I believe you. I believe you. Everyone has to uh, climb this whole mountain. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> And that is how you enjoy it at the end of the day. If you fall, it's your it's your own. Yes. If you if you finish to the top, enjoy it too because you have suffered to get there. Yes. I get it. That is fine. Yes. All right. Now, Gloria, you tell me, how did you know that podcasting was going to be your own thing? Like when you started, like you already also pointed out, it doesn't come out well immediately, no, because you have to go through this undulating parts, no. Sometimes it's not it's not really coming out the way you want it, but you continue anyway. So how did you know that it was going to be okay with you? I mean, experience. As I said, working in radio did a whole lot. <laughs> it did a whole lot um, with that experience. Doing a podcast is totally different because it's now online. While radio, I go into the radio station and do what I'm doing. So it was a different thing. But the good part is I had support. I had great support. So my husband was an integral part um, in this. He's the one that said, hey, we need to get research done on different places that we can put on the podcast but we don't want it just on one or two particular things we want people all around the world to get so I had that great support I had the support on oh my goodness I want my podcast to sound this particular way how do I go about it it was really just researching sometimes when I didn't see things going as how I wanted to I cried I'm gonna be honest I cried about it because um, I don't like anything that I put out to seem as if it's failing at all. So, I mean, I cried. There are many times I invited people on the podcast and they did not want to be on the podcast because people don't want to talk. And that's also where I got it from. People don't want to talk. That's okay. You know, so I had to learn to be okay with hearing no, or I don't want to do it, or I don't think this is for me. Even when I thought, hey, you're good at it. I think it is for you. I had to learn and understand that not everybody wants to be on a podcast or want to do a podcast. I had to learn to come out of my comfort zone and start networking with people. Going in groups, that was also part of what my husband taught me. Go in groups, get to know people, talk about it. There are many people with different podcasts. That's how I also learned about niches. Um, that's how I had gone to a podcast event to meet people. You know, And I'm not someone who just go out of my way to just start meeting people. It doesn't work like that for me because I'm shy. So <laughs> I won't generally do that. 
but I had to learn along the way how to get these done. Coming up with topics for me was nothing. It's something I do. I'm a producer for shows, so I know how to come up with topics. I know how to, to call around people, to send stuff to people. It's just now how to make it better. I was on a network before doing it, and I did not like the sound, and I said, no, I don't want that quality for me. The quality that I want, I want it to be a good quality. So I had to change. We had to do research and find different platforms now to do it on a better quality, stuff like that. So, I mean, it's just getting the hang of it while we're experiencing that, seeing what works and what doesn't and find out how to fix it while we're doing it. So we're not just just podcasting and not looking at, you know, looking at what, what comes with it. Look at the nuances, what needs to be fixed, what needs to be worked on, the questions that need to be asked. How do, do I now move from this stage to the, to the other? You know, now I'm in season three. Or is it season four? I'm in season four, actually. And I'm going to season five next year. So, I mean... I've just had to learn growth because I've grown from season one to now. I have actually grown a lot. So things that probably used to bother me before doesn't bother me now because I've fixed it. Um, I've redefined it and I've grown from it. Yeah. So I'm not saying starting the podcast, we're not going to have problems or there are not going to be some, some certain issues because I cried. I cried over them. I cried because I was disappointed. I cried because it wasn't what I wanted. Um, or where I wanted it to be, because, yeah, yeah, it was a lot, it was a lot too, but I mean, it's something that I love doing, so I push until I get where I am. All right, you push to get where you are, and I love that, I love that, but I, it was moment when, um, when it's not coming on, when you cry, then what do you do, how do you manage to pass that you, you don't you don't stop no no <laughs> why you don't stop <laughs> because it's something i love doing and stopping means i'm a failure so there are times when i've put out things before and um like i've heard my brother or sister say hey something was wrong with that part and i'm there oh my god it's oh what do i do what do i do and i start panicking and i start fretting and i've learned to okay i'll take it down even if it's stay up all night and fix it and put it right back up and i need to do that i mean I do what I need to do to get it done. So even though it affected me, I'm not going to let it fit my work. I have learned to work throughout anything, through everything. Yes, I'm affected and I'm going to give myself a couple of minutes to cry. But after I give myself that couple of minutes to cry, the work, it still goes on. <laughs> Life still goes on. So it's picking up yourself and continuing and making the best of whatever it is, fixing it and moving on. Nobody wants to listen to someone who... As something happens, the breakdown, no one they cry and they can't do a podcast again and they can't record again. It means that you don't you don't love what you're doing. So if it is that you don't love what you're doing, why is it I'm expecting people to listen and love what I'm doing? No. The unfiltered podcast. Yes. You see, I really love that. I, I like the way you put them together. It's, <laughs> it's unfiltered. <laughs> All right. Now I'm trying to understand. Now that you you try and you try and you try. Do you remember the particular episode that you go to and you say, yes, this thing can work? You remember that moment? In it? I knew it can work from the get-go. I'm trying to think if there's an episode that I can remember. I know I think it's after season one or during season one. When I just started, I was wondering, should I just not do this anymore? Like after the first and second episode. Um, 
And especially when you're depending on your own people to listen to it. You're some, the truth is your own people don't really support. It's other people that do. Um, and I, I think it's after season one, I was like, yeah, it's something I can do without always wondering if, I can, if I'm supposed to run away from this, if it's just something I'm to drop and not, not do again. And then I looked and I was like, I did so much work in season one. I'm not going to, I'm not going to pull the plug. I'm just going to continue. I mean, what I have done for myself is to pace myself in how I'm doing it. So I put out an episode every week. Putting out an episode every week doesn't mean that I do it. I started looking for people last week to put it out this week. I've been doing that for months now. Um, so I have episodes in lined up for me. That's how I do it. That's how I work on it. Because at the beginning, it was looking for people every week to do it the following week. And for me, that that didn't work. And that's what caused part of my problem is how I was scheduling my episodes. So I would now be in a state of panic to get my episode out. And if I don't have anyone, it's a problem. And that was the main cause for me. And that's why I'm saying it's not a particular episode that said, aha, I think I can do this. I knew I could do my podcast from the get-go. I'm that type of person. I can capture people by having a conversation with them. I am, I, I am not even, it's not that I'm boasting about it, but I, I know what I'm capable of. And it's something that I've been doing before. So it's not new to me at all. It's not new to me to have conversations. It's not new to me to get off and go. No matter what I'm going to do, they're always going to be rocky roads. So that was new to me. What was new to me was doing things now with my name and not my dad's name. If it is that my dad's name was there, I'd have more people listening because my dad was the one that was famous. My dad was the one that was known. So now I was doing something on my own without my father's name. So now I had to work three times harder to get something out. And that was a struggle for me. Um, so it wasn't a fact of, oh, I can't do it. It was a fact of, oh, I'm doing it on my own now, not attached to my dad's name. And that's why I call myself Jade. I don't call myself Gloria Adigold. I call myself Jade. That's a, that's a part of the reason for doing that. Um, but yeah, I, I always knew that I'd be good at the podcasting. It's just some, <laughs> some little things that I had to work out to be comfortable with myself now being the person that's putting myself out and not doing it and using somebody else's name to get where I want to go. That was really the hard part for me. And that is really lovely. <laughs> I know, I think it was last year I was writing um, a script for the podcast, which of course I, I did one of the episodes. I was talking of the importance of standing out, no? Uh, then of course somebody might misunderstand the thinking that, okay, there is a saying that to grow a child, it take the community, and mm-hmm. this is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, we even live in a community, Africa. Africa is basically a community-based people of, of culture, as it were. But you really need to stand out if you need to amount to something yes. substantial. Yes. Then I was making an example of maybe Martin Luther King and even President Obama, no? that in the United States, the people without the, the African-American they would not become president mm-hmm. or who they become. For mm-hmm. example, Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. But you remember that when the guy, uh, James Erre, that's his name, that shot Martin Luther King, mm-hmm. when he came to shoot him, he didn't shoot the community. He shot a man. Yes. He basically aimed at a man and he shot him. 
the man died. The community didn't die. The community continued to yes. live. So what it basically means is that if you take that analogy to the forest, you will see a lot of trees, but all of them are not the same. No. Each of them have an identity. Of course, you just have to have your eyes to be able to see it. So when we live also in a human society, we should not be afraid to be seen. Of course, to be yes. seen me, you are also responsible for how you come out. Mm -hmm. Because I really like it when you were saying that now this time you are not studying the name of your father anymore, but in your name, yes. you come out now, you are doing it in your name. Yes. That is very risky yes. for a lot of people to stand for yourself. Yeah. So I'm really interested in the feeling. How do you feel about that? I actually feel, I feel good about it. <laughs> um, I'm actually doing something for myself. Um, I was saying to my husband a couple of weeks ago, it feels strange sometimes because my father opened me up to, I mean, entertainment, to radio, to all of that. So while doing things, I've always had him, you know, doing it and, oh, well, they know it's Bishop of the Gold. That's, that's, you know, it's his daughter and his daughter doing this, his daughter doing that. I don't want to be called his daughter anymore. I mean, I'm his daughter. But I also, I'm a person. And he always said to me, you're not just a daughter. You are an individual also. So it, it sometimes feels strange. But here, I'm making my own impact now without even have to say, oh, my dad, I'm a dad's child. And that's why I'm making an impact. Because that means I'm only making an impact because of him, not because of myself. So am I able to make an impact standing alone or do i need support to make an impact because if i need a support to make an impact then i'm not making any impact at all and that's just how i have reasoned it and come to see it. i mean yeah so i feel good i feel good that i'm actually doing this on my own i do that is really beautiful that is an entrepreneurial spirit it is the spirit of maturity you know yes and i'm sure i'm positive that your father will look at you and he will be proud. Yes. Because the way the the human um the human being is structured is that you are born, you are supposed to give birth also to another one, otherwise the society will die. Mm. For you to do that, it means you need to be mature now. If you look at it from the hunter-gatherer age, you need to go to the forest and kill a lion or an antelope, or whatever, to be alive. Otherwise, you are going to die. Yes. And your parents, they don't want you to die, so they grow you up. That is why they groom you. Mm -hmm. They make sure you go to school. Okay, if you are looking at a, a contemporary society, now they send you to the university. They didn't send you to the university so that you can become a boy for them. No. They send you so that you can become a man, so that when they are gone, yes. they will say, yes, I left someone who can represent me. Yes. But that means that you that is going to represent, you must be equal to the task. Yes. You can stand alone. Yes. I think that is very important. Yes. Okay. Now, let me ask you a few things, a few more things as we are coming close to the end of the podcast, uh, this episode. How was the reaction to this podcast in the initial stage, whether from parents, from friends, from relatives? Tell me about it. I'm interested. I know about it. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Lord. So, oh, there. All right. So. I think my family was happy to some to some aspects. Um, they also wanted me to be careful of what I'm saying. 
because with my family, it was really about protecting the family name. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there was a lot of, I mean, I'm not going to say it was hard, but I decided, listen, I'm an adult now. So yes, you want to protect the family name, but I also have a voice. I'm going to speak. I'm going to speak. I'm not going to do anything to jeopardize our family or put the family's name you know, in something that it's messy or whatever. I mean, because the family, the family is not like that where anything is messy or whatever to be spoken about. But in terms of even situations I've been through, like even speaking about my divorce on my podcast or so, you know, the family, some of them were like, oh, should you, should you not? Why shouldn't I? It's happened to me. It's my reality. Um, so I'm going to speak about it um, with with my friends. I mean, some of them were excited. As I said before, not everybody who we think should are going to support us are going to. Um, so I also had to learn that, hey, I can't generally count on people I know to listen to my podcast. I have to come outside of that zone and, you know, expect other people to, which has been happening, um, not just people I know. So, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't difficult to start it with family and friends and them knowing but I mean they had some reservations I mean which I get but in this day and age if people don't hear about things some people not, are not gonna grow I have experiences why can't I use my experiences to help others that's what I do that's what I love to do so I think at this point I think they have now accepted it and understood that Jade is gonna do what Jade is gonna do basically <laughs> Jade is going to do what Jade is going to do. And that is important. That is important. It be, you know, it be taking a risk, no? <laughs> yes. And if you don't take a risk, you are a baby. Yes. You are never going to grow up. Yes. Because you are you are too afraid to stand for yourself. And this is what it basically means here in this podcasting world. Okay. In this podcast... There are arguments we do about politics, and it's very hot. Mm -hmm. But we just have to do it. Because it is our country, and we must talk about it. I agree with you. Because if not, who is going to talk about it? Who, who is better to be accused? You put your face there, say it the way you think about it. That is okay. Nobody, some people will not like it. Okay, let it go. You see... When we are growing up, we have a false idea of who our friends are. Oh, gosh. But they are not really our true friends. Oh, goodness. Those are just the friends of circumstances. Oh, wow. Yes, yes. How do you are going to know whether they are your friend, whether they are the people in the... Because I look at it like in a journey, like you are taking a train. You don't just jump in with anybody. The people you are going to jump into the train together must be those who are going to the same direction with you. Yes, I agree. You get this one, by the time you start studying for something, then you see those that are not really fitted to you, they'll begin to fall out. Yes, they own. will. You don't need to drive them away. They will fall out by themselves. Yeah. All right. Now, Gloria, it will really be very interesting talking with you. Thank you. Now, I think I have two more questions to ask you. The first one is, what is your message? What is the, mess, the central message of your podcast? Okay, so the central message of my podcast is everybody has a everybody has a chance to learn. Everybody can be educated. And we can learn in spaces where people won't say, oh my God, you didn't know that? 
you know, and we, we feel humiliated because I've, I've realized that when, um, in society, in society today, we have people that don't, there are certain things they don't know about, right? And the podcast is there to say, hey, there are certain things me, myself as a host don't know. <laughs> so we're all here to learn this together. Um, don't feel bad about not knowing. Just be happy that you are able to now learn and use that knowledge, you know, um, future-wise. Use that, lo- use that knowledge to educate yourself. There's so many things that we can speak about. There are others who don't like watching the news. There's others who don't are, are not in keeping with certain topics or family life dynamics or so that they don't, they just don't know, or they're not in tune with that aspect. When they listen to the podcast, they'll be like, oh, they don't know this how the family works. Some things that we tend to think people understand and are aware of, they are not. And that's what I've learned. So my continued message is, this is a space to learn. This is a space to be educated. And you're going to be in a comfortable place while being educated and while gaining knowledge that you can use for the furtherance of your future and others. That's really the message to them. Hmm? All right. Now, looking at this podcast, uh, looking at uh, the unfitted podcast, maybe in 5, 10, 50 years from now, where do you see yourself? Oh, I hope to be on the radio or TV. <laughs> if not, <laughs> I really hope to be making some big impacts on YouTube and when I say big impact, I'm not just talking about numbers. I'm talking about reaching lives, helping people go through things. I mean, I've had people already talk about abuse and the podcast has helped them where abuse is concerned. Those are the impacts that I want to make some major impacts and reach people all over the world that they can say, hey, the podcast has impacted my life this way, or I've learned um, how to be a better person because of your podcast. That's what I want. Yeah, that's what I want. Thank you so much for that. Before I ask you the last thing, where can people find this podcast? Where can they listen to you? So the podcast is on all major podcasting um, sites, whether it's um, YouTube here, whether it is Spotify, whether it's Anchor, whether it's Apple, whether it's everywhere, Amazon, everywhere. You can find it on any podcast um, site that there is. And it comes out every Tuesday um yeah it comes out every tuesday so there's an there's an episode that drops every tuesday on all major podcast sites yeah and it's the unfiltered by jade and as i said the jade is a g not a j (laughs) yes (laughs) all right thank you so much uh, my, my my sister all right now to conclude this conversation what would be your final message? Maybe that is something you wanted to say i didn't ask you because maybe i was a little bit too fast or too slow i don't know but Include it in your own way. Maybe a short message. It can be to somebody, to a people, whatever. You just go. Okay. So podcasting, I'm going to say it's not for everyone. But if it, if it is that you think it is for you, go ahead. Get it done. Put in the work. Um, there is nothing better than seeing the work that you have done impacting others. Don't be afraid to start. Um, if it is that you don't want to be visual, do voice, but get your, get, get, get your voice out there, be heard, learn to educate people. If you want, if that's what you want to do, don't be afraid because fear keeps us stagnant. Fear doesn't allow us to move and get what we need to get done. And sometimes we can miss our opportunities to even inspire and save our life by sharing. So don't be afraid to start, just start. And if it is that we, we don't come out of the pandemic 
learning a new skill, then we, we did nothing during this pandemic. Everyone is supposed to come out of this pandemic learning a new skill. So if that's a skill of podcasting, go ahead and get it on. Push yourself, but learn something and come out of this with a new skill. That is important. Dear Gloria, it has been a pleasure on my path. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure you subscribe so you never miss any of our future episodes. Rate our review overhead podcast and share with your friends who might need it. I remain overhead everyone for you. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you in the next episode.